0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony Kasterman. Thank you for tuning in. It's time to talk a little Royals with Jeffrey Flanagan of MLB.com. And, Jeffrey, uh, since we last spoke, the Royals have dropped five of their last six. They finished April with a five-game losing streak. Pretty jarring because they did not have a five-game losing streak at all in the 2015 championship season. Uh, they were outscored 26 to 7 in that five-game span. What, what do you make of the recent struggles, uh,
0: the recent vulnerability? I guess you could say uh, here lately. Something we really haven't seen for a couple years. Uh, just the uh, total lack of offense. They've always been a team that, you know, <clears throat> two or three guys kind of stay hot and you know win some games to, to help them avoid losing streaks. Uh, usually they're starting pitching, even when the when the offense isn't going, that comes through for them and they squeak out a one nothing or two two one game. But uh, Kind of a disastrous road trip. Uh, just, uh, I think at one point they were like 0 for 26 with runners in scoring position. Uh, he just could not come up with the big hit. Um, they were getting hits, just not with guys on base. And uh, you, know, like said, that, that teams, uh, you know, I said, that happens all teams. Obviously, you know, the Dodgers had a pretty bad six-game streak too, where they weren't scoring. So every team goes through this. Uh, the Royals kind of muscled their way out of it on Sunday. A uh, big homer from Hosmer and. Kind of uh, scratched together and manufactured a couple runs and got good pitching, and that's their formula.
1: Uh, what do we make of uh, Lorenzo Kane's struggles? Obviously, last year a finalist in the MVP voting. This year, about a month in, he's sitting on a 601 OPS, a 230 average, 25 strikeouts. Uh, he's walking a little more, but he's striking out a
0: lot more. He's not getting as much contact. Uh, what have you seen from Lorenzo? Well, he told me uh, last week it was the worst slump of his career. Um, and that even goes back to the minor leagues, although he did have a, a one for 50 one time, he said, in the minor leagues, uh, way back in 07 or 08. But, um, you know, he's he's actually shown a little bit of signs of life lately. He's uh, really been focusing on, on trying to go to right field. Uh, he's a guy who does use all fields, and uh, a lot of his hits lately uh, have gone to right field. Uh, you know, once he feels probably more comfortable, you know, getting those types of hits and, and dropping balls into what we call the cane triangle, which is that little area behind second base. And between the outfielders, he used to get a ton of hits that way. He used to leg like, out a lot of infield hits. He's not really getting those right now. But uh, once he's, I think he's comfortable um, scratching out some hits and getting his average back to respectability, he'll probably start trying to drive the ball again a little bit more. Uh, I think maybe he got a little bit too uh, drive-happy, uh, if that's even a term, early in the year. Um, based on the fact that he had 16 homers last year, he probably was trying to, to be that guy again, that 2025 homer guy. And um, maybe he created some, you know, bad thoughts uh, at the plate because of that and uh, got himself in a slump. So I uh, do see signs of life out of him lately though. Yeah. When I looked the other day, he was definitely uh, looking at the numbers a little bit. He was definitely seeing
1: more hard catches. So uh, I think there's definitely been an adjustment to Kane coming off of that, that huge 2015 season. His turn to adjust back. It's the way the game is played. Uh, yep. Alex Gordon, he needs to make some adjustments as well. Batting 213 with a 325 slugging percentage. Uh, what does he say, or what is being said about Gordon's start?
0: Well, this is you know, we've over the years we have seen this, uh, and Ned mentioned it again over the weekend, but we've seen this from Alex, where he'll go into these two or three week funks where it looks like he'll never get another hit, and he'll strike out three times a game, and and then he'll just kind of just. You know, I think something will snap and, and he'll have an amazing three-week spell where it looks like you can't get him out. Um, that's the kind of hitter he is. He's been that way his whole career. Um, he did, uh, I thought he had some better swings yesterday. On Sunday, his uh, last time up, he got a fastball and hit a, a really hard line shot into, the, into right center. So, uh, at least he had that thought as he was heading home from Seattle, but uh, I would expect him to get hot pretty soon. Kendris um, Morales to get hot pretty soon. they got a lot of guys, uh, you know, not just Kane and Gordon, who are uh, just struggling and not themselves right now. Uh, Escobar was another guy in that group. He yeah. uh, kind of snapped out of it yesterday with three hits. So uh, I would expect, uh, you don't see it often, but maybe this whole team comes out of their slump together and they start beating teams, you know, 12 to 3 every day. Well, one bright spot offensively has been Mike Moustakis, uh, seven home
1: runs in the month of April. I believe he's got something like 23 or 24 home runs in his last 400 at-bats going back to last year. What, what did Moose do to tap into that power market system?
0: I, I think, you know, he, he finally felt more comfortable using all fields yesterday, and that's how his average rose throughout the season. And you're right. Uh, there's, uh, I think I saw a stat uh, recently where since, like, August 20th of last year, Uh, no third baseman in baseball has a better OPS than he does. Um, He's just been, uh, you know, he's been very confident. Uh, And you see this with younger players, you know, he's in his third or fourth year and um, they, they they start to feel confident at the plate. They they know what pitches to attack. And, and he's been doing that and with seven home runs. And and what's really, uh, I think, nice for Royals fans in in the organization is a couple of balls have been to like straightaway center or, or just a tick to the left center. So he's, Developing some power the other way and, um, you know, that's uh, that's a great sign for, for him going forward. Uh, moving forward in the bullpen,
1: Dylan G has been pretty good back there. Um, I don't know if he'll uh, establish himself as a starting option here before long, but what have you made of, uh, of Dylan Gee's, uh performance here early on in his Royals tenure?
0: Yeah, just exactly what they thought when they signed him. <clears throat> a guy would come in, excuse me, and get some ground balls and throw strikes, just kind of flood the zone with strikes and Uh, He has been very effective, and uh, I get that question a lot from Royals fans. But right now, I mean, would you move out of the rotation? You know, Chris Metherick's been pitching pretty well uh, through a one-hitter his last time out, um, just giving up a home run in a game they lost. But uh, Chris Young, maybe, uh, he's been kind of on and off uh, uh, just making one or two bad pitches a game and and it's hurt him. But uh, certainly nice to have that option down there. Um, And right now with – Danny Duffy throwing as well as he is and the rest of the bullpen. It's uh, a nice problem for Ned to have. I know one guy who's staying in the bullpen, uh, Wade Davis, and I have to laugh,
1: Jeffrey, because you know there's a little bit of concern about him the uh, first week or so of the season, velocity <laughs> down a, a bit or whatever. Uh, well, we'll let you know when he gives up his first run of the season. Uh, and he's also got the longest active streak in the big leagues. He has not allowed an extra base hit in his last 23 and two-thirds innings, so uh, Wade Davis seems to be just fine back there.
0: It sure seems like it. Uh, he has velocity back up there to 95-97 recently. And, uh, and it, yeah, you mentioned the extra base hits. I think he's just given up three singles this year. So typical Wade Davis Just he's just a monster back there. And uh, you got to throw Calvin Herrera in that loop too because he hasn't given up a run yet this year either. Uh, pretty good matchup this week, Jeffrey. Uh, defending champs versus the team with the second best record in the majors with
1: the Nationals coming down, It should be a nice treat.
0: Yeah, I think fans are going to be anxious to get out and see Bryce Harper, you know, arguably the best player in the game. And uh, just a little uh, short three game set here. Um, it's kind of a tough uh, stretch for the Royals. They, they've got 16 out of 17 on the road or something like that, 16 out of 19 on the road. And after these are over, it's right back on the road to Cleveland and New York. So. They're just kind of probably hoping to survive this uh, this little stretch here and, and stay within the hailing distance of the mighty White Sox. Absolutely,
1: yeah. That's a start, uh, a rip-roaring start. I don't think anyone really saw coming. So the Central uh, is certainly intriguing here early on, and the Royals are always intriguing. I want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan for joining us to talk about all that. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.